Welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast. I am your host, Brian Montes, founder of Scalosity Works and of the Entrepreneur to Employer coaching community. Now in the Entrepreneur to Employer coaching community, I have the opportunity to guide founders and entrepreneurs and business owners on hiring employee number one and beyond to help give them the leadership skills necessary to create an employee experience that's gonna deliver a competitive edge for your business and to help you build a seven to eight figure business that is no longer a job, but a business that provides the financial freedom that you always wanted out of your business. Now, I know your time is valuable and I do appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast. Every time you tune in to the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast, you can expect to learn actionable insights to help you build a business that is worthy of a Best Places to Work award and how to reduce business risk with proactive HR strategies that do have real world applications. So as you go through the Entrepreneur to Employer journey, I will work to sharpen your skills on how to recruit, hire, and onboard the best people for your company, how to design training systems that work, how to establish proactive HR systems that will actually lower your business risk, how to improve employee performance, how to lead your team through both good times and bad, how to tie your people operations into your financial milestones, and much, much more. So if you're ready to build a team of 10Xers that can power your business to new heights, let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast. I am your host, Brian Montez, founder of Scalosity Works and the Entrepreneur to Employer membership community. So last week, we talked about stay interviews, and we discussed the power of the stay interview and why you should be using it to increase your employee retention, right? It's that mindset of becoming proactive versus reactive in how you handle your business and how you, how you encourage employees to stick around and work with you longer. So this week's episode is going to be part two to that first episode where I'm going to break down for you some of the best state interview questions that you can ask. You're not going to, I'm going to go through probably 20 to 21 questions and you're not going to want to use all of these in one interview, right? That's a lot of questions. But what this is going to do is it's going to give you a library of questions that you can use so that as you meet with that employee again, say in six months or a year, you have a different set of questions that you can ask. You may choose to ask some of the same from the first time around, uh, or you may choose to ask some different questions. The bottom line is that this is going to give you a library of questions for you to actually use in your business uh, immediately. Without any further ado, let's get into the types of questions that we can ask. Let's start by identifying the list of questions that we can talk about. There's going to be five, five categories. So if you're taking notes, you're going to want to break this into five sections. First set of questions are going to be about questions about the employee themselves. The second category is going to be about the job. The third category is going to be about the company culture. The fourth category is going to be about the work environment. And the fifth category is going to be about the technology, right? The technology that your company uses day in and day out. Now, some questions may qualify for several categories where others may not be relevant for your business, and that's okay. You know, if your business is fully remote, you won't be asking office-related questions. So that's why, you know, you're going to have to take these questions and tweak them and adjust them to fit your business. So mix and match according to your needs. So we're going to start with that first category of stay interview questions about the employee. Question number one that you can ask. What do you look forward to most when you come to work every day? Now, answers here, they they can vary widely. You know, for some people, their favorite part may be going to work so they can be alongside their colleagues, while for others, it may be about projects they're working on, 
or the mission or the impact. Everybody's going to have a different why. And that why may not always be directly tied to your business, and that's okay. But over time, you're going to gather more data about the reason people like and enjoy coming to work. And as you build this data, you're going to be able to detect some trends. For instance, if you find that most employees really enjoy your company culture, you have to leverage that in your employee branding efforts, right? You're looking for a trend. You're looking for a pattern in some of the reasons that your employees enjoy coming to work each and every day, most days. Question number two, what you dread about work every day? Let's face it, nothing is perfect. There is no utopia. When we build a strong, positive work culture, it doesn't mean that there are not going to be problems. It doesn't mean that there are not going to be challenges. What that strong culture does is it helps you work through those challenges faster. So there's going to be things that are going to come up where somebody's going to dread about their workday. We all have it. Same thing as with the first question. As you ask this question, you want to start looking for a trend. Because if you see a trend, if you see multiple employees with the same dread or the same issue, you probably need to address it. There's something going wrong there and it's time to take some action. Question number three, when was the last time you thought about leaving our company? This is a very straightforward and direct question, but it definitely needs to be asked. Because a top performer who thinks about leaving the company yesterday may need more immediate attention than someone who last thought about going somewhere, say, a year ago. You really do need to be looking and seeing which of your top performers are actively thinking about leaving. Now, you're probably sitting here thinking to yourself, why would they tell me this? You're right. They may choose not to tell you. But what I can tell you from experience is that the stronger a relationship you have with that employee, the stronger your culture is, and the more transparency you've been able to provide in the overall environment, and the more feedback that you've allowed from them, chances are they will tell you what you need to hear and not what you want to hear. There's sort of a a turning point where employees will start being brutally honest with you, which is, is ultimately what you want. Question number four, what situation has occurred that made you think to leave? Now, this question is going to provide you with some employee-specific information. Some people may think of leaving because they don't find their job challenging anymore. Others may do so because they feel they don't earn enough or they don't feel valued or they don't like their colleagues. So you need to understand what is triggering them to think about leaving the organization and see if it's something that you can address. Now, granted, there will be times where this answer will come up and it's something that's out of your control, that they're thinking of leaving because they need to move to the East Coast to take care of a family member, or they have some other life-changing situation that's occurred that's going to require them to change jobs or change locations. So there are situations that will occur where they're going to have to move on from your company and it will be out of your control. Question number five, would you recommend our company to job-seeking friends? Why or why not? Now, this is an important question for your employer brand, right? Job seekers see employees as a reliable source because they have experienced firsthand what it's like to work for your company and what it's like to work for you. So if people consistently answer the same thing, whether they are related to a yes or a no, you will know whether or not you need to double down on something or make some changes. But some of your best hires can come from referrals from happy employees. Question number six, what would tempt you to leave the company? While this question probably feels very similar to question number four, there is a clear difference between the two. A situation that makes someone think of leaving will often be something that comes from within the company. 
It's culture, the job, lack of a challenging environment, a disagreement with a coworker. A temptation to leave comes from outside the company, a job that's impossible to refuse, right? That opportunity, the one-of-a-lifetime opportunity, or you know, their dream company calls them. That creates temptation for them to want to leave the company. And that comes from outside the organization, right? There's always going to be external forces at play. So understanding the difference between what would tempt them to leave the company versus what would get them to think about leaving the company are two different thought processes. Okay, we're going to go into the second category now, which is the stay interview question about the job itself. So this is question number seven in this new category. What is the best part of your job? Now, people are naturally going to like different aspects of their job. Here, too, you'll see certain answers that keep coming up and popping up over time. You're going to want to use this data to understand what is it that is enjoyable about the job. And if possible, give employees more of what they love to do to improve their satisfaction and their experience. You can also utilize that information to emphasize the cooler parts of the job to job seekers, the things you can honestly tell job seekers, this is what my team enjoys about their job. And you can say that with confidence because you have the data to back it up. Question number eight, what part of your job would you cut out right away if you could? If you could just eliminate this from your job every single day, you would automatically do it. And again, this is all data-driven information that you are trying to obtain. So as you gather more data about this question and about this answer, you're going to start to be able to detect emerging trends. This is going to help you minimize the not-so-great parts of the job for your current employees. Granted, we may not be able to eliminate everything for them, but if you see that there is a redundancy that they're doing or a task that they have to do over and over or a bottleneck in their business that's really tying up time, you now have the opportunity and the information to fix that, therefore taking away that component of their job that they absolutely hate. Question number nine, which of your talents are you not using in your current role? Now, this question is going to give you insight into where your employee might want to go next in their career, right? If you are able to start developing them professionally and create some type of career ladder for them while they're working for you, then it's important that you understand where do you want to go in your current role and future roles? Question number 10, what would make your job even more satisfying? I mean, there are always things that we can do better. There's always continuous improvement at hand. Right? So this question is going to help you find out where to start, especially as you start seeing some of these answers repetitively. Again, you know that you have something to really address. So take a look at how people are answering that question and determine, is there something within my control that I can do to make this job and this workplace even more satisfying than it is today? Question number 11, do you feel you're getting clear goals and objectives? Are we setting expectations correctly for you? Now, this tells you something about the way people are managed. If employees consistently answer this with a yes, then you know that you are, whether it's you or your management team, you know that you are clearly setting expectations, you are clearly setting the goals, your team, your employees know what is the definition of success and how do we get there. But if not, then this needs to be addressed because having clear goals, clear objectives, and clear expectations that helps your employees see the part they play in achieving the results of the organization. So if they are not very clear on the goals, the objectives, and the expectations, you have work to do. Question number 12, as your manager, what can I do more or less of? Now, this is important because our job as leaders is to unclog bottlenecks and to create an environment where an employee can 
do their best work, and excel. Now, managers have a significant impact on the way people experience work. So the information coming from this question is really valuable because it's going to help you optimize the employee experience. But remember, for an honest answer, employees really do need to trust you. They need to trust you or their manager, whoever they're having this conversation with. There has to be that foundation of trust in order to get an honest answer. And on the flip side, you as the leader, you as the manager, or your management team, whoever is doing this day interview, you need to be humble enough to accept whatever feedback they may get. This means you are going to have to check your ego at the door and not get defensive and take the feedback. Question number 13. What do you think of learning and development opportunities that are available to you? Right? And again, this ties back to the career ladder, the, the development. Right? If you want people to stay with you for the long run, it's essential you give them opportunities for professional and career growth. Now, to ensure that you can offer them what they need, it's important to ask this question and understand. Now, if you're a smaller business and you don't have a tremendous uh, amount of upward mobility because your company's not big enough, that's okay. Doesn't mean that you can't invest in their future. Doesn't mean that you can't give them some professional development. There are so many ways and cost-effective ways to provide learning opportunities, you know, just from LinkedIn learning to Udemy classes to webinars. There are lots of ways to, for some very low-cost learning and development opportunities that will show your employee that even though there's not upward mobility in the business today, you do care about their professional development. Okay, next we're going to talk about stay interview questions about the company culture. Question number 14, do you feel valued and recognized in the company? I mean, put simply, if your company is good at making people feel valued and giving them the recognition they deserve, this is going to have a very positive impact on your people's engagement, their experience, and their overall productivity. Now, on the other hand, a lack of appreciation can push people to move elsewhere. All the more reason to include this question in your list of stay interview questions. Question number 15, how would you like to be recognized for the work you do? This is such an important question because everybody likes to be recognized a little bit differently. So even if you have a top employee, you know, even if you have one of the best recognition programs in place, there's always a way to make it better or to tailor it around specific employees. Question number 16, what are we currently not doing as a company that you feel we should? Now, recurring answers to this question are going to be very useful in making your company an even better place to work, both for your current and future employees. So listen carefully to this answer, and as I've said with other questions, look for similar questions that help you build data points. Next category are going to be stay interview questions about the work environment. So question number 17, what do you feel we should definitely change about or add to our offices? This question can be tweaked to be add you know, about or add to our business, right? If you're 100% remote, you don't have offices, but you still have to be building a culture. So you can tweak this question to whether you're physical in the office, whether you're 100% remote, or whether you're hybrid. You know, we've closed out the pandemic. That's all behind us. You know, traditional beliefs about the role in our office environment have dramatically changed. So understanding what you should change or add is going to be very, very important. And again, Adjust this question to fit the type of business you run. Question number 18, are you satisfied with our current work from home policy? If not, what do you think we need to change? And again, this only applies if you have a work from home policy or if you have remote employees. If you don't, then this question is not going to apply to you. And as we move into the last category, stay interview questions about the technology. Question number 19, 
Do you have enough tools and resources to do your job properly? And if not, what is missing? See, whether or not people feel they're fully equipped to do their job will directly impact their employee experience and it will directly impact how well they do their job. Therefore, the answers you get to this question are constructive to help you optimize your technology for employee use. This may show you that you need to do more training on technology. It may tell you that you need to make a transition from one technology platform to another. There's lots of different information you can get from this question and from this answer that will help you improve the employee experience when it comes to technology. Question number 20, how satisfied are you with the tools you use to communicate with your colleagues when working remotely? Whether that's video calls, chat systems, shared docs, Slack, whatever, right? And this is very, very important for remote teams as this has become part of the new norm where we have remote and hybrid teams. So the tools that your employees have and use to stay in touch with each other and with your customers need to work smoothly, they need to work flawlessly, and they need to be easy to use. So definitely a great question to ask. And we come to the last question, which is question number 21. What software or tool should we stop using right away? Right, We all, as, as business owners and founders, sometimes we all get shiny new toy syndrome and we end up with a tech stack far bigger than we need. And when you take a step back and look at your tech stack, you realize you don't need everything that you have. And what ends up happening is we all end up with one system or one tool that we'd rather not use at all. It's usually related to the admin side of the business. So if this, is, if this tool is something that employees only use once or twice a year, you might be able to say, well, we don't use it enough. It doesn't bring us enough value. It's not worth it. We can let it go. But if it's a system that people need to use almost daily, removing it could have a negative impact on employee experience. So you definitely need to consider some other options. All right, that wraps up 21 different types of questions that you can ask for your stay interview. Now, you know, in a time with a significant part of the global workforce thinking about leaving their company, taking a thorough look at your employee engagement and experience should always be a top priority. This is, never should be an afterthought. And a stay interview can be a very useful tool engaging why your employees are staying and where you can improve as a company. My recommendation is I would start using this as soon as possible. You will be surprised at the information you get. All right, that wraps up this week's episode of the Entree to Employer podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you'll be able to use this information in your business immediately. If you did like the podcast, I'd love uh, if you would leave a review, give us five stars, give me one star. I can take it, right? If you think the, if you think the content is terrible, let me know. But would love to have a review and leave me some comments. I do read all the comments and use them to make each and every episode just a little bit better. And my second request is if you have somebody that you think would benefit from listening to this podcast, grab the link to the show, text it over to them and say, hey, I just listened to this Entrepreneur to Employer podcast on the 21 best you know, stay interview questions to ask. I think you could use it in your business. Here you go. This will allow us to continue spreading the podcast to more and more businesses and help us hit our goal of helping as many business owners and leaders as possible build some amazing businesses. That's it for this week. Have a great week, and we will see you next week on the podcast.